welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journeys and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 17 of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. It's Jessica, how are you? Guys, today's episode is so, so good. It is a little bit heavy in some areas, and it's probably something where you're going to want to put your earbuds in and not listen with kids in the room as we deal with some sensitive topics um, related to self-harm and things like that. But it's a really important conversation to have, and my guest today is doing it so bravely. My guest is Erin Titanser. You might know her as the founder of Simple and Blush, those amazing head ties that are sweeping Instagram. She is an extraordinary mom of two, and we go way back into her story where she shares about having a lot going for her in high school, but ultimately she ended up getting to a point where she wanted to take her own life. Thankfully, that didn't happen, but she talks about the journey that she went on after that really trying experience and how she was able to work through her mental health issues, what she faced as a young newlywed, and how she's been able to start her own business and get really clear on who she wants to be and how she wants to live, even when things are hard. So you're going to love Erin, and let's just get to my interview. Alrighty, I'm so excited to be chatting with my new friend, Erin Titanser. Hi, Erin. Hey, how's it going? So good. How are you? I am so happy to be here. Yay! I am excited that you're here too. We met at Alt Summit. You were helping out with Allison's Brand School, as was I, and it was just so fun to get to meet you. I know. That, that was so fun. That event is one of my favorites that I attend. That Was it your first time going, or had you been before? Um, so that was my third time going, mm. and that was my first time as a volunteer the first two times I went as an attendee. Yeah, and so for anybody listening that has a business where you are in need of branding help, Allison's Brand School, we cannot recommend it enough. She usually hosts them exclusively in Utah, but um, this was a traveling road show, so <laughs> it was so awesome. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it's 100% worth it, yeah. for sure. So good, and we're going to talk more about your business journey that just started recently for you, which I'm so excited about, but hearing about some of the backstory is really where I want to start, because you are just so amazing, Erin. So for people that may not know you, you're the founder of Simple and Blush, but will you give a little background on who you are as a person, and tell me a little bit about your family? So I have two boys. I have Mac who is three this Friday, and then I have Otto, who is 18 months, and we live in Dallas, Texas. Um, I grew up in Newport Beach, California. My parents still live there. I have siblings that are there, and then Brad and I actually met in Utah at school. So we met in Utah. We lived there for a few years, and he's from the town we live in, so all of his family is here, and it's so great to have family around. We love Texas a lot. I'm a total California girl, partly turned Texas, because I love it. The people, the culture here is just sold me immediately. Amazing. So, um, but yeah, so I, I got married really young. We've been married almost eight years this year, and we have gone through a lot. Yeah. We've gone through a lot, and it's been so good. It's where we're totally living our best life right now, and I'm so happy, so happy to where we have come. See, and that's why I love you so much and why I think you're so extraordinary is that it's not like, oh, we've been through so much, and I like can't even believe we made it through. Like, No, it's like, and I'm so grateful for it. And here, and it's brought us to this point, and through our trials and through our challenges and through our life experiences and our location changes – all of those are the factors that led you to where you are today. And I love that you said you're living your best life, but you've chosen totally. to do that. You've cho It's a choice. Yes, totally. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like, I, I look back at everything we have gone through and first off, like I just, I married this, I married this man very quickly after we met and I, <laughs> I, every day, I kid you not, I'm just like so grateful that 
it was him and not anyone else because <laughs> he has really put up with so much of my like mental, emotional um, progression. And I don't know if anyone else could have handled it, to be honest. So, um, but no, we, we are, we're just, we're living our best life and we're, we're in a really good place. Hey everyone, before we dive even deeper into Aaron's story, I wanted to thank one of our show sponsors and that is Vistaprint. Vistaprint is my go-to when I need business cards or company products. And I know a lot of you listening have your own businesses or looking for customized type products. I cannot recommend Vistaprint enough. It has been so amazing to use. It's inexpensive and really the customization cannot be beat. Let's just say, for example, you want a business card. You simply upload your own design or you can use one of their pre-made templates, which there's thousands to choose from. Then choose the paper stock, style and quantity. Choose your delivery speed, order and receive your cards in as little as three days. I mean, seriously, it's amazing. They have carefully selected inks and responsibly sourced paper stocks, dozens of designs to use no matter what you're creating, and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. I have used that guarantee before and they mean it. So Vistaprint wants you to be ready for anything, whether it's business cards, stationery, you name it, they can be your go-to. So Vistaprint wants you to be able to own the now in any situation, which is why our listeners get 500 high quality custom business cards starting at $9.99. Just go to vistaprint.com slash EMP. That's vistaprint.com slash EMP. Vistaprint.com slash EMP to redeem this amazing offer for 500 business cards. And you know what? I think moms should have business cards. Have you ever been at the park and you want to give your number to somebody else? You don't have a pen or your phone on you and you want to just give them your number because your kids hit it off at the park? Hand them a mommy business card, right? (laughs) I think that's a great idea. Alrighty, let's keep going with my interview with Erin. You are like the most beautiful, vibrant person. When you meet you, you're just like, who is that Aaron? Like, wow. You just have this presence about you. Have you always been like that? Describe Aaron in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I have been, I have been like that. So I was like your typical, um, cheerleading captain every year, dated the football player, um, (laughs) did a lot for this, like helped with like uh, school events and stuff like that. I was in, um, I forget what it's called now, but it was like a synergy program where we helped other students who were going through hard times kind of get past it. Wow. And we would like pull them out. We would do it three or four times a year where the full day specific students will be pulled out of class in high school and all day we were in the synergy program. And so like, I've always been like this. Yeah. I feel like. But high school wasn't all easy for you, right? Tell me about hitting that low point. Yes. Okay. So when I, when I was 16, I got shingles and I got shingles on my face and, um, in high school, I mean, that's all I really was worried about was the way I looked and half of my face was completely covered in blisters. I had to, um, I was out of school for three weeks and during that time I was so stressed out that I decided I don't want to go back to school. I'm done. I didn't feel like my friends were my my real friends and decided I'm going to leave. I'm going to do an independent study program and I don't want to go back. So when I turned, so I started doing my independent study. I graduated when I was 17, but a few months before I graduated, I had this experience where I was visiting a friend and some weird stuff happened and I went to turn to another friend and didn't receive the, I guess I didn't receive what I wanted from him. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened. The sympathy. So I went into a parking lot and tried to kill myself and I um, called 911 right away as soon as I realized what I had done and to be honest, that is something that's coming out more recently as I've been co- like been life coached for almost a year is where am I like where where are some of these past ex- experiences? What's the story I'm telling myself? What is it creating for me now? And it's so much shame. Mm-hmm. So much shame. I don't even think I told I think the 
when I told Brad, it was like maybe a couple years ago. Oh, and I was like, this my is my gosh. experience. I still feel it. It's something I'm still working through, but something I'm definitely like this, this is, this has happened. And I want to talk about it, especially with teens and young moms, because then after, so, okay. So, Okay, wait, I have a question real yeah. quick. No, you're good. Go okay, so I just watched um, an interview yesterday with some parents who had a daughter in high school who did commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And they said it was like she was living a double life because she was motivated, mm-hmm. she was involved, she was active, she had friends, da 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 And then they found all these journals where she actually had a lot of self-loathing and a lot of other things going on that the parents had no idea about. And so – I mean, this is every parent's worst nightmare, right? I mean, you're a mom now. Yeah. Imagine. And so was that like a split second decision for you or was there a lot of background shame and self-loathing and things like that even prior to the three weeks of, you know, I mean, every teenage girl would hate to want to go back to school if they had, you know, post shingles. You know, I understand that. But I don't know. What was that like for you? So that's an awesome question. So looking back now, there were a lot of factors. I first off wasn't getting the attention from people that I was wanting Hmm. that. And obviously like I look back and I'm like, that's not the right way to go about it. But I also was so stressed out. I hated myself. I have this, like this personality where it is a double life. It's not anymore, but it was Hmm. where I'm, I am who people see me in person I had this other personality where I'm laying in bed crying all the time and hating who I am and questioning like who, like people, the the person that people see in me is not who I really am, which mm-hmm. now it totally is. Right. And well, it goes up and down. Yeah. And it's not like you probably wanted them to align. Right. You So, oh, so you yes. put, so yeah. sometimes, you know, the fake it till you make it type phrase to some degree, that is good because when you put yourself out there, a lot of times you do end up feeling better or you do end up, you know, becoming more positive when you're trying to be more positive or things like that. But the dichotomy where it's like flipping a switch, you know, that's the danger. And so I'm sure your parents are fantastic parents. So, you know, yes. nothing against that. But going forward and for people listening, is there anything that you as a mom now – would do or say or watch for that would help your child who may be more prone, especially, I mean, I think it's safe to say, for especially for teenage girls, yes. be more prone to these types of ways of thinking? Oh, that's such a good question. I, from where I am now, looking back, the emotional intelligence aspect of it, I would teach I would do the best I could because whatever is going to happen is supposed to happen, right? Which is a very hard concept to understand when bad things happen. Mm-hmm. But from being a mom now, I one of my goals is to teach my boys how to be emotionally intelligent, to not be shameful, to not have guilt, to work through emotions, to identify them because I mean, especially as teenage girls, you're like, oh, this boy likes me. Oh, no, he doesn't. And these people laughed at me and they may hate me, you know, and it's like just this whirlwind of emotion. That's something that I really want to teach my boys is, okay, how are you feeling right now? What's the thought that's causing that feeling? And do you want to feel the feeling? What do you, and, or like, what do you want to do moving forward? Mm. Right. But that, that's part of just like, that's just becoming emotionally intelligent is identifying what thought is causing the feeling And that's just like with the life coach school. It's a lot of people think, and I did before is this happened and now I'm ticked Mm -hmm. or this, this happened and now I'm frustrated or, or whatever. And, but there's a thought in between. So Mm -hmm. like a situation could happen and then I have a thought about it, which creates a feeling, Mm -hmm. but people are missing that thought in between. Yeah. So. Oh, I could not agree more. And I think for our generation yeah. growing up and our parents parenting us, there just wasn't that same level of awareness about the proactive type teaching. Totally, yeah. It's more about putting out the fires after something happens. And it's like, yes. oh, I guess this is an issue. But nowadays, you've got to be smarter than your kids. You have got to be proactive about when this happens. Not if this happens, but when they start feeling self-loathing. Mm-hmm. When they start feeling the comparison trap, when they start blank or when they find out about blank or when they see blank, then what? 
So what can you do ahead of time to prep them for what they can do that's healthier and safer and that you will always be a safe place to come to, right? Totally. And it's all about self-love, right? Like I, and it's, it's teaching your kids anything. I can't teach them what I don't know. Mm. So as a mom, I need to know how to self-love. I need to know how to identify my emotions and to move forward the way that I want to, because we're all living the life we're living right now is a result of everything we believe in. And so to, and, and that's just, and that's with church too. It's, it's, I can't teach my kids something if I don't know the scriptures, right? I can't teach them how to love themselves if I truly don't love myself. It's just, it's not possible. Nope. Or it's the fake. And then you just start living the double life again. And so people always say like, oh, what's your favorite parenting book? Because obviously I talk Mm. a lot about motherhood and I say self-help books. Because the more that I can model (laughs) healthy behavior, healthy problem solving, healthy conflict resolution, the more I show that self-love to them, genuine self-love, the more they will inherit that and model after that. Right? Yes. Oh, yes. So good. Well, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So so what happened directly after that and how did you come back from that really – scary tragic event okay so I from that point on I was discharged from the hospital and I was very motivated to get out of there I actually haven't even been back there in 10 plus years yeah because my parents moved to Newport Beach when I went to college so I was 17 when I graduated high school I went to BYU Idaho and I'm still in this phase of if this happens, then I'll be happy. If I get accepted into this group, then I'll be happy. Right. It's like, it's just this never ending grass is greener. And so I actually think in this, I met Brad, but I went down to Utah when I was 18. Oh my gosh. I was 19. I was 19 and Brad and I got married really quickly. And I thought if I get married life is going to be good. Mm -hmm, Right. Like mm -hmm. I just need to meet that person. And, and then six months later I was admitted into a psych ward for depression in at LDS hospital in Salt Lake city. Wow. And what led you to that point? Self-hate again. It's just, I, I kept thinking if I, I mean, I had a great job. I worked for the LDS church. I made great money. I lived downtown I married this amazing man, but it was, it was a fast forward hoping for the future to be better when I wasn't finding gratitude in being present. Mm. So I, there were many times my aunt is a, is a a therapist. So I went and saw her and I was like, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she was like, you need to go to the hospital. So she took me to the hospital and, and I was there for a week And I can picture very distinct moments when I'm there and I was surrounded by moms. You would never guess that would be your crowd there, would you? But it's true. I would never guess. And I sat there with so much judgment. Like Still. looking back, I, wow. oh no, not now. Oh, well, well oh at, I mean, even at that point, like there you are in that setting yourself. And even yes. then you still couldn't get out of your own head that yes. these, these are your people. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I sat, well, I sat the judgment I had, which is so interesting where I, I picture this and we're sitting in a circle table. We're all in hospital gowns and I'm sitting across from this woman with bandages around her wrists. Wow. And she, um, she had told us in, the, in our group therapy that she had tried, her husband had found her in the bathtub. She had five kids. And I, I, I sat there and thought, how, how could you do that? How could you do that? And now, obviously now I know the stress that comes with motherhood. I know, <laughs> I, told, I get it. I totally get it. And, but I just remember, I remember being there. Yeah. I mean, there were so many stories and I just, but I found gratitude. I found like, so I sat there in judgment, but then I also thought, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for the life I have. Mm. 
it was a very, it was, I mean, when, when you experience a situation like that, you're, the emotions are going wild. But I just, yeah, I just remember sitting there and thinking, I, I just don't get this. Uh, but I'm also so grateful that I'm alive. And I had my husband who, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even talk to him in person. Um, it was like there was glass between us. That was eye-opening is my hand on the glass and both of us just just a very somber moment where I identified like you can do this like let's get out of here and start something new. Hey everyone can you even believe Aaron's willingness to share I mean this is just so so powerful and I hate to interrupt but I did want to thank another one of our show sponsors that makes this podcast possible and that is Highlands. Earaches are one of the primary causes for doctor visits with over 30 million visits per year. Well, Highlands can help. After you've been diagnosed with an earache by a physician, try Highlands homeopathic earache drops or tablets. Highlands has been trusted for generations to provide safe homeopathic medicines for all members of the family. Highlands homeopathic eardrops and tablets provide natural relief to help you get back to doing what you love. Visit highlands.com, that's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S, to find a retailer near you. That's highlands.com slash ear hyphen pain. You guys, if you're going on any beach trips this summer, don't end up in the urgent care. Take along some Highlands with you to make sure that if you're especially out of the area, you have earache relief in your back pocket. Trust me. Claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. Read and follow label directions. Thanks so much to Highlands for sponsoring the show. Now let's keep going with Aaron's amazing, amazing story. And then I had babies. <laughs> okay. And and so let's make your hormones go wackadoo, Aaron. That sounds like the perfect right? next step. Oh my Gosh, so well, I oh, wow. I got diagnosed with so I got diagnosed with depression, anxiety, mild bipolar, mm-hmm. and still just not happy. I'm taking medication, and we moved to Texas. Things are actually going great. We bought a home, and then we decided to have kids. And I mean, it lots of ups and downs, right? But I'm I'm still associating myself as someone who has depression, anxiety, mild bipolar. Which I don't like those. That's like, I would say those out loud and think that, that brings a lot of shame and like so much judgment towards myself. So the self-love was still not a hundred percent there because that's my identity. Mm. And so then when I got pregnant with Mac, I decided to cut off medication and I did great while I was pregnant. Wow. I did great while I was pregnant. I gained 80 pounds with him and this is a lot of information sorry no I appreciate it I appreciate it okay I I was prepping for postpartum depression yeah that's what I was gonna say so like when you have previous mental illness and you have seen the mom of five children who has gotten to that point and you were to that point and I bet there was some fear that that could be you and so how do you prep totally. for that? How, yeah. Tell me about those steps. Okay. So I, I completely thought I'm going to have postpartum depression. I know the signs. This is me thinking when I was pregnant. I know the signs. I know that if I want to hurt my baby or um, it was like, if I want to hurt my baby, hurt myself or anyone else, I need to go back on medication. And then I had him. And the signs were, they were, those were not the signs. Okay. My signs were sadness, a different sadness though, mm. because you're a first time mom and you don't know what's normal. Like you're so stinking tired. You're like, okay, is this just exhaustion or am I sad or is this depression, baby blues? And so I kind of fought through it. And I also thought, well, I did gain 80 pounds. This is the heaviest I've ever been. So let me start working out. So I worked out and that kind of then was my medication. I didn't get back on medication. And I mean, I probably looking back now, I probably should have Then nine, 
nine months later, I got pregnant with Otto. And again, I thought, okay, well, now I know the signs. Mm. Sadness, (laughs) depression. And his, when I had him, it was anger, which I had not had. See, that's the thing. It was... They just ex- doctors expect to screen you for stereotypical PPD and postpartum anxiety, mm-hmm. and if you're not, you know, just sad and weepy, then you're not. Yeah, you probably don't have it. Or if you right. only want to hurt your baby, or what? But it's not one size fits right. all, and so people miss it. Moms miss it. Doctors miss it, and so moms cannot hold themselves accountable if the doctor can't even, you know, figure right. this out. So, anyways, right. continue. <laughs> No, that's, that's exactly right. And that's, well, I'll get to that, but it's, so it was anger with Otto and I, it was so bad. I mean, he was so sick. We, I had, he had flu at eight weeks old. We were in the hospital cause he wouldn't keep milk down. Like just a very traumatic first 12 weeks, but my anger came out every single time he cried. I'd have to hand him off because I thought I was going to hurt him. Wow. I begged my mother-in-law to keep him. Wow. And I just, I, I can't even, I can't even go back and I look at that so differently now, but I, she would jokingly say, do you want me to just keep him here? And I'm like, please do. I please no. Like me and Mac and Brad were good. I don't know. Yeah. Just keep him. And he actually spent the night at her house a few times because I was, I could not do it. And so then Brad it was something Brad said. I think he asked me, which is a question that I would ask if I had another baby or if any mother's having a baby. The question would be, is this me? Hmm. Is this emotion that I'm feeling? Is this me? The anger, it's not. And Brad, and that's what Brad said. He said, he was like, it's not you. And so I did get back on medication and I was like, I just, let me go back onto, onto what I was on prior, but that's what I would ask is, is this feeling like, let's, let's pull myself out of this situation of being sleep deprived. Is that emotion me? And Mm. if it's not, then let's get some help, whatever it is, medication, working out, holistic things, whatever, try something. Mm. Wow. So that's what I would that's what I would do. But I only was on medication for about a month and then just worked out. I worked out a lot and found some, that, that became my medicine. Hmm. I started working out and then I found some self-help. Who knew this was all going on? Because I think one of the hardest things that new moms experience, whether they go through something as significant as this or whether it's primarily the exhaustion, the uncertainty of being a new Mm -hmm. mom, things like that, that everything has its challenges and the isolation that can come from just trying to survive can make it even worse. So who knew what was going on? Who knew how much you were struggling? Everyone that lived here. Okay. Um, all my family lives here, Brad, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, she lived four houses down to their second mother. Amazing. And yes, and they knew that I needed help. Yeah. What's and... interesting though is that when you're in it, you do, you feel, you feel like you're a burden on everyone. And, but if someone were to come up to me and say, even if it was a complete stranger, can you watch my baby? Can you just watch him? I would hundred percent. Absolutely. Whatever you need. Right. But you're, when you're in it, you're not thinking that at all. You're thinking, I need to show everyone that I'm strong. Right. And I think the other hard thing is people often say, what can I do? And you don't even, first, you don't want to ask for help because you don't want to be a burden. And second, Mm -hmm. you're so in the thick, you may not even know what you need. (laughs) So now that you're like in the light, right, you're not in Uh the depths. So now that you can look back upon it, are there some basic things that if I have a friend that is a new mom that I can see signs that they're really struggling that I can do? Yesterday, I dropped off a pot of flowers at somebody's house that I knew was struggling. And I knew they probably didn't want to answer the door either. But some mm-hmm. people would want, you know, face-to-face interactions. You have to know the person. And I just left a note in the pot of flowers with a little quote. 
And I just said, let's get the kids together or I can take the kids. You let me know. Yes. Right? So yes. so tell me for you what you would recommend. So there were actually a couple experiences where I was in the, the darkness and I had a neighbor who I am not close with at all. She showed up with her eight month old baby when Otto was a newborn and said, Hey, I'm here to do your laundry and just walked right in. Hmm. I mean, for someone like me, that's totally fine. I mean, you can't do that (laughs) with everyone, but I was in just a pure shock. She had a baby. She walked in. She said, where's your laundry room? Wow. (laughs) And I just cried. She just sat there and talked to me and folded my laundry while I sat there on the counter. Amazing. And, and I had, an amazing ministering sister. She still is not even my ministering sister and drops treats off for my kids. Just like, Hey, I left some stones on your front door. Oh my goodness. But there was also another mom who is struggling as well. And every Tuesday she would go to the store to buy her groceries and she would buy something for me and just leave it on my front door. She would just text me after and say, hey, I left this on your front door. And she was also struggling? She was struggling. But she, she was struggling. She and thought she of you. did that. Wow. Yes. Beautiful. So that's what I, I don't know if you really need to know the person. I mean, you need to know if you're welcome in their home or not. But yeah. you get those bits of inspiration where you think, you know what, I'm just going to go and do this. And then you do it. And if it's a good thought, then go for it. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. If it's a good thought, yeah. just go for it. Yeah. Then go for it. Yeah. And asking the person, like, do you feel like you want to, like, have mom chats and have me come over and chat? Or is it better that I drop something off? And just asking the person yes. what their preference is. You know, sometimes people are more introverted and, and really can't handle that. And that is absolutely okay. But you want to make sure that they're safe. Okay. You want to make sure mm-hmm. that it's not just because they're opting out because something is really deeply wrong. Um, so just being, right. just asking, I think is probably a great first step. It is. Amazing. Well, and just, I think giving options because when someone says, what can I do for you? Or do you need help? I'm, I, I will always say no. Mm, always. But, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Can I help you today? I'm like, no, I'm fine. But if people are people come in and say, I'm here to do a load of laundry or I can mow your lawn, which one do you want? Right. right? Totally. Here's the like, options. Come on my lawn. And I think too, thing. offering what you're good at or what's mm-hmm. like, nope, you know, it's no skin off my back. Like I already have the lawnmower out. I'm happy to just keep going on my neighbor's lawn. Yes, or yes, I'm already making exactly. dinner. It's super easy for me to double. Right. And when yes. you're offering what you're already good at, A, it doesn't build up resentment because sometimes we serve people out of obligation and that doesn't serve anybody in the, in the end, right? right? But right. think about what you're good at and what you can offer that will really enhance their life but really doesn't take you that much extra effort. If you don't enjoy watching other people's kids, you don't need to offer that. Offer something else 100%. that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm probably not going to watch your kids, Erin, but sometimes I might. <laughs> That's okay. You can drop your kids off because then my kids leave me alone. Okay. I'll make you dinner. Okay. Okay. Good. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm just so proud of your productivity and your willingness to be brave in the face of shame, in the face of uncertainty and your willingness to get help when you needed it and to recognize the signs and create plans in place so that you could ultimately get to this place you're at now, but I'm sure, you know, it's a hard fought road and you have to choose every day. I'm so proud of you. My whole, like when I, when I talk about things like this, I don't want moms to look at it and think, gosh, that sounds really overwhelming to work that hard to get where she is now. Mm. Right. Because it is, I mean, I've been through a lot. That's, I've, I've worked really hard, but I'm trying to think of how I would tell a mom. I mean, every it's obviously worth it, but it's choosing one thing a day. And if that is taking your kids to go get ice cream or putting pants on, you have to identify it though. You have to identify it. That's, that's my bravery today. Hmm. And then it just, it just keeps adding on. So it's not, it's not this overwhelming big picture. Like what do I need to do to get there when you're in the darkness? When you're in the darkness, my two things when I had babies was get out of the house every single day and put makeup on every single day. 
no matter what, whether it was lip gloss or mascara, I'm getting out of the house and putting on lipstick and that those two things have got me to where I am. Erin is so amazing. I told you. I want to thank our last show sponsor and that is Scentbird. You know what makes me feel better about myself when I am in a funk or in those postpartum days where you're having a hard time showering? Smelling good. And Scentbird is our sponsor today and is one of the best options I know to try new and fun scents. But I hate, hate, hate spending a lot of money on big bottles that I hardly get through. And maybe I change my mind and want a new scent after a few months. That's why Scentbird is so amazing. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes, and it's a way for you to discover new perfumes without buying the entire bottle. They have more than 450 designer brands for you to choose from, and you get a sample size every single month that's a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays to be correct. And you can try a new one every time you get a new box. So I ordered the Dolce & Gabbana light blue scent for both me and my husband. And we have been loving, loving, loving that. So much so that I think I might actually order the full size. But it's great to be able to try it out. And you can use their rating and reviews on any fragrance to help you to know what scents to try. So... Scentbird is nice enough to give my listeners an exclusive offer. You can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash EEP and use my code EEP for 50% off of your first month. Again, that's scentbird, S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash EEP for your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. Thank you so much to Scentbird for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to it. One thing that I've really come to realize as I've matured myself and as I've spoken with a lot of women is that change is hard either way. Growing and maturing is hard either way. You can either face the hard in doing the same thing and again and again and again and living in kind of the depressed state that you're in or you can do the hard work to change. But whether you're, you know, staying the same or fighting for change, there's discomfort either way. You just have to choose which discomfort you want. The discomfort of living in a season and in a way that's not serving you or do the hard work to get to a new space. But it's hard either way. Right. Well, and it has to be intentional. It's, oh, yeah. you're, you're going to feel the same emotion regardless. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to stay in default mode, that's totally fine. That, but I mean, just make sure that you are, that you're choosing it and that you're going to be happy with that choice. Yeah. Right. Or you can, or you can do something a little bit every day that changes who you into who you want to become. Right. But then choose it for the right reasons. Right. And if putting on a face of makeup doesn't ultimately make you feel better and you choose not to, like, you're intentionally choosing not to get dressed or not to put on makeup or whatever, but okay, that's your choice. Like you get, you, yes. you, you get to choose everything. Yes. Choose it all. Yeah. So I love what you said about your two things that really helped you to propel you in the right direction. And really it influenced the business that you ultimately founded. And you never thought you were going to go into business. <laughs> like you didn't even know how to sell online at all. And now you have this incredible hair tie business that is beautiful and with so much mission behind it based upon where you've come from simple and blush hair ties little shout out but how did this come to be you already had a full plate everyone would give you a pass to not start a business last june so tell me about that one story Yes. So I was actually, I'd flown to Utah to go to my sister's graduation from the University of Utah. And I had flown with both babies by myself. And I was just, and this is something that I, the question that I ask when I speak at things is who in here is just surviving? Everyone raises their hand because we're all at some point in our life, we're just surviving, right? Or we're surviving for the rest of our life, just surviving. (laughs) So I, my mom came up with this idea to help influencers open online shops. And I had asked, she used the term e-commerce about a hundred times and I felt so dumb. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Cool, mom. And then I finally was like, just be brave. What is e-commerce? So I asked her and she told me it was an online platform to sell stuff. I kid you not, the thought that I had was, 
oh, I can totally do that. Wow. And then that, that, that one thought is what spiraled into, um, influencer account on Instagram. And then ultimately I wanted to make money and have my own product and then to simple and blush. So why hair tie? That's so, so I took a lot. So I had this, I had this head tie that was silk and I'm pretty sure it flew off my head a million times and I would have to go catch it in the wind, right? It's like this, this silky thing, this silky piece of fabric that would slip and slide. And I thought, you know what? I just want to create something. And that's the first thing I thought of. And then I got in contact with a manufacturer in China. I never even made them in my home. I just, I sent my dimensions and the fabric I wanted to China. They made them and I thought, oh, this is good. Came out with some new colors. And then I watched hours and hours of YouTube videos on my iPad while on my computer, pause and going, pause and going, how to create an online shop and design my own website. But it drove me. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. This is so much fun. The kids would go to bed and I would be up and hit up my iPad and computer. It was amazing. <laughs> amazing. And so you yeah. officially launched in last June? I did. June 22nd was my launch date. So it has not even been a year. And what no, has year. what has this business done for you? I mean, you, it, you just light up with excitement and you are just beaming talking about it so how has birthing this third baby <laughs> of a business totally. what oh, how has that God. changed you so I think honestly finding the meaning behind it and that's something that Allison taught me and so when I attended Allison's brand school for the first time it was the week that I launched and I went in wondering should I focus on simple and blush or should I go in working on my influencer account called secret lives of moms and so I went in and I thought okay I'm just gonna at the end I I realized no I really want to make some good money and own own a brand and decided to go simple and blush so this why it makes me so I mean I just feel exhilarated every time I talk about it is it helps moms feel a little more put together because I picture, and this is my, this is my avatar is a mom being woken up by her children and rolling out of bed, throwing herself together, running out the door for dropping off kids at school and then going to Sonic and getting her drink, right. And coming home and sitting on her couch I wanted to, I wanted to break that up. I wanted to create something that helped moms feel like they could conquer the day. So she rolls out of bed. She puts a head tie in and and thinks that messy bun looks real nice. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because when you do, I mean, for me, when I have a bad hair day, it totally affects the rest of my day, which is so interesting. It's like, it literally is my hair's out of place and I'm not the mom that I want to be today. Mm. But when I intentionally grab the head tie, put it in, it adds some color and I'm doing it for myself. Then you start to feel self-love. Yeah. It's the the one thing. I mean, yeah. One thing. It's one thing. It's one, it's, it's one piece of fabric. Like it's amazing, but it's, it's the story behind women and I mean, I get so many stories. I get so many stories about women feeling like they're not good enough. They're not good moms. They're not good wives. And then they they keep buying because of how they feel when they wear it, wow. which is amazing. I mean, that just, that drives me even, even more. Wow. Yeah. But I'll, that's what I got at Allison's. I mean, you, she teaches you. What's your, like, what's your brand purpose, your promises? And I promise that when you put it in, you will feel like you did that messy bun on purpose. Oh, they're so darling. The color choices, the fit. I mean, they're just darling. You just nailed it. Thank you. It's so, so good. And I love more than even the tie, the mission and the feeling mm-hmm. that the women who put them in their hair feel. 
right? They Thank feel you. a little yes, more extraordinary. Yes, they do. I love they it. feel the self-love, like they did something for themselves that day. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So when you think back on your 16-year-old self, desperate Mm -hmm. to fit in, desperate to be affirmed by other people, and and your feelings completely contingent on other people's reactions to you, responses to you, you're now training in the Life Coach School, which I am such, Mm -hmm. such a fan of. Brooke's work is incredible. So you have done the work and walked the walk. What would you say to that 16-year-old girl now? I would tell her, I would tell her you're going to figure it out Hmm. because that is a thought that drives me and not when, I mean, my 16-year-old self is if people like me, then I'll like myself. I'm thankful. I mean, I wouldn't go back and change that because obviously it's brought me to where I am today but if that's something that I can teach my kids is that you are you need to love yourself you need to love yourself and the reactions and emotions and acceptance from others that doesn't matter as long as you are happy with yourself but I would go back and tell her you're totally going to figure this out right well and what I love about that response is that it's not like it's it's fine Things are going to be, things are, things are fine right now. Like get over it. Like that's not, Mm -hmm. that's not the lesson Mm -hmm. you're going to figure out has a measure of distance and time associated with it that you're not going to get it right. The second it's not going to be okay. Right. The second, but it will be. And it's trusting that it eventually you'll have the life experience and the wisdom and the understanding to know what really matters what we can choose to think about ourselves and other people. And it's not going to be overnight, but we have to hang in there to find out. Man. Yes. Erin, you are the best. I just adore you. (laughs) I just feel like it was such fate that we met. And I'm just so, so grateful. Can you tell everybody where they can find your head ties and you online? Tell everyone where they can find you. Yes. So, Simple and Blush, that is our Instagram handle. And then we have our website, just simpleandblush.com. And then if you want to follow me on my influencer account, it's Secret Lives of Moms. I love it. I always ask my guests three final questions. And the first Mm -hmm. one is, what's your purpose? So I have two. Okay. I have two purposes. And one is my why. My why is to teach my boys that they can create the exact life that they want. Boom. And my second is for the moms. My why with them is that you can intentionally create the life that you want regardless of your circumstances. And it's one thing to tell other people that, and it's another thing to live it and to show them that it's possible. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, Erin. That's yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The second question, what makes you smile? Honestly, I, I read that question and I, I looked outside just beautiful days, mm. like beautiful days where I walk out and I think, Oh my gosh, we're going to play outside today. That, that is, it's like so simple. It's not human. No bugs. That's what makes me <laughs> super, super happy. I just walked out. And I'm like, oh, today is so beautiful. Just seriously. Just like, Beautiful days where I can open my windows. I love it. Oh, that fresh breeze. Oh, I just love that too. Yes. Yes. And the last question revolves around the purpose of this podcast, which is helping Mm -hmm. women and mothers especially to realize their value and that their identity is not based upon what anyone else tells them they're worthy of. It's the innate worth within us all that we are just born with. We didn't earn it. We don't Mm -hmm. deserve it but we are just infinitely worthy of love and self-acceptance. Um, we are born with unique gifts and things that make us unique that we can contribute to the world. And it's a lot of times the things that we're already doing and not really noticing that we are doing because it comes naturally to us, but it truly is an extraordinary aspect of what makes us us. And when we own that part of us, when we value that part of us, we can contribute in such a more meaningful way than we really ever dreamed possible. And so I want to know, Erin, what makes you extraordinary? 
my love for others. I will always, I will always intentionally help you see the love that I have for you and the goodness in you. I will always make you feel loved and important Mm -hmm. because I genuinely was born with the gift that is interested in who you are and your story and your life and what you want to do. And I will help you get there. That's, I've always been that way. I will always love. I love that. Erin, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for sharing Simple and Blush with us. Best of luck to you in all aspects of your life and your business. And just keep keep going. I mean, I'm so excited to see where this life coaching thing takes you, whether it serves just you, which is enough in and of itself, or whether it becomes something bigger and greater. It just is really exciting. I can't wait to follow along. Thank you so much. I am just like, I'm so thrilled that we could do this. It was so meant to be that we met for sure. I agree. I loved getting to dig deeper into Erin's story today. And I'm so grateful for her willingness to share with all of us today. So go over and find her online. Go get yourself some Simple and Blush head ties so that you can feel a little bit more put together and support Erin in her business She's awesome. And if you want to see pictures of her and her cute family, head over to ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. And anything we talked about today is in the show notes over there. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDalkwas3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. You guys are the very, very best. I appreciate all the new reviews that have come in in the last week. Thank you so much. If you haven't already left me a review, will you do me a little favor? As a thank you, will you go and wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating and review. It doesn't need to be long, but it does help other moms who might be in need of inspiration and support in the season that they're in to find the show. And that would be such a gift to me. So thanks for tuning into the podcast today, everybody. We will see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.